know what time it is, the clock's not wrong All blown up on ringscoops.com We bring a unique take on the world of pro wrestling It's evident, no debate, we're better than we ever been We do it like no other podcast can We're the best, get hit with the suplex, man So don't get it twisted like a sharpshooter Yo, here we go, here we go Brainbuster, piledriver, moonsault, tombstone Superman punch to the dome Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Blown Up right here on ringscoops.com. I'm your host, that ringscoops guy, recording this at 2.46 p.m. on Tuesday, April 21st. Sorry, as soon as, uh, as soon as I hit record, all of a sudden my phone like lit up, got a little distracted there. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I am that ringscoops guy, your host. This is All Blown Up. 2.46 p.m. Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Just to kind of get that out there, let you guys know exactly when I'm doing this. In case anything that I talk about on the podcast today is already outdated by the time it gets published. I wanted to get my thoughts on um, on four specific topics today. And I'm not going to waste too much time. Just going to just kind of just jump right into it. Um been a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling a lot of things going on in the uh, in the realm of the McMahons and the cons um and uh you know especially in the midst here of uh this uh pandemic with uh, covid-19 coronavirus um some uh some places are starting to finally open back up a little bit which is uh you know good i guess um I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think maybe it's just a little too soon. I think we should probably go maybe another two, three weeks with uh, the self-quarantine stuff um, and run a little bit more tests before we start opening up a lot of things. But it is what it is. Um, that that's, Just because things are opening up doesn't mean that I have to go and, and, and involve myself in that stuff. I could, I could stick to my self-quarantine myself, so... Uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, I started uh, self-quarantining back on March 9th. And uh, with the exception of going down to the mailbox to get the mail, I have not left my house since. Um, there's nowhere to go, really. I used to go to the movie theater all the time. That's closed. Uh, in February, I got the um, uh, Disneyland annual pass. Well, Disneyland is closed. Uh, there's really nowhere else for me to go. So I got no problem. Uh, you know, I need fresh air. I go out to the backyard. I go into the garage, open up the big door. I hang out. So I get my fresh air. I go run the block, go to the mailbox, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I'm going to continue myself to do the self quarantine for a couple more weeks. Um, probably until like middle of May towards the end of May, perhaps, before I finally start going out somewhere, maybe even comfortable enough just to go to the store for grocery shopping. But anyway, I digress. Uh, this is uh, all blown up, uh, professional wrestling talk. Not just pro wrestling, we also talk about video games if anything comes up. But speaking of video games, real quick, Animal Crossing. I tell you, Animal Crossing is a, a game that I, I never played until it came out on the Switch, and I got it a week after its release, 
and I have I looked you know when when you look at your uh, profile on the Switch, you can see like how long you've been playing a, a specific game. It tells you how many hours. I've played that game more than uh, any other game that I have on the Switch combined, and I've had the Switch since day one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it's possible, but yeah, I've already I've already logged in over uh, one hundred and seventy five thousand hours on it. I mean, one hundred and seventy five hours, not thousand, probably minutes. But uh, anyway, uh, Animal Crossing. I never played the franchise before until it came out on the Switch, and I got it a week after it came out. And I got to say, man, this game is a, is it's addicting. It's 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 addicting big time. Uh, I just I can't stop playing it. Um, you know, designing the island, getting the uh, the residents, doing stuff for them, getting the all the recipes to make things, uh, all the different mini tasks. Just the whole customization aspect of the game is just amazing. It's uh it's in depth. You can do a lot of things with it. In my house in the game, I've designed one room to make it look like a production office. I have a table with a typewriter and some documents. I've got studio lights. I got I imported the Ring Scoops logo on the wall next to a wrestling figure. And uh, so it looks like my dude could just walk right in there and just like do like a, a YouTube video from from the office and he can blog. So like a lot of the things that I do here in real life, um, I've set up my house in the game to kind of reflect that because that's one of the cool things about Animal Crossing that I just never I never I never understood until I started playing it is that the game is so broad and it's so customizable that it truly can be a reflection of your personality it could be a reflection and it could be an expression of who you are what you're about what you want to do what you want to be it's really cool, man. Uh, Animal Crossing, I, I would highly suggest it. If you haven't played it before, trust me. Like I said, I, I've never played it until it came out on the Switch. I know they've had different iterations of it. it came out on the GameCube. They had, uh, what, for the 3DS. And now they got it on the Switch. I know they got it on the phone, too. So if you're kind of on the fence on playing it on the Switch, you can play it for free on the phone. Um, You can do that. My, my, my girlfriend plays it on there. She's having a blast. Uh, she's compared it to some of the videos and screenshots that I put up from the Switch, and she said it's pretty much uh, very similar. So don't think that it's because it's free and because it's on mobile that that version of it is like a gimped version of the game. Apparently it's not. So if you wanted to try that out, definitely go for it. All right, moving along, though, let's talk about professional wrestling a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan. He is... Uh, we all know he's he, he's the guy that runs AEW, right? And uh, my my little rant here isn't necessarily about AEW or even like the wrestling world, but because he's involved in the wrestling world, I would like to discuss this, especially considering that it also involves uh, my favorite NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Tony Khan recently has been in a public bickering with uh, Jaguars player. And I hope I pronounced his name right. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Anyway, uh, they've been <clears throat> going back and forth on on Twitter recently about a contract dispute. Uh, the report here on Bleacher Report says uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick. I just call him Yannick. 
he, he hasn't been shy about his uh, wish to be traded, but he took his demands to a whole new level on Monday. The pro bowler posted his thoughts on Twitter and eventually got into an argument with Tony Khan, the team's vice president of football administration and the son of owner Shad Khan. It's just funny to me that this stuff is like going on. You know what I mean? Um, publicly. That these guys, one, that the players are, are being, you know, public about complaining. And one, that management, a guy like Tony Khan, is actually responding publicly to this. I can't imagine anyone else in their right mind that would respond publicly to, to stuff like that. I know Vince McMahon probably would never do that. Um, actually, I shouldn't even say probably. Vince McMahon would never publicly go on Twitter. He would never go. If anything, it would be either during a press conference or an interview when somebody asks him directly, but he's not going to go on his own free will and just complain and argue back with people. It will be through a, a, a public official statement kind of thing, but not arguing with somebody directly. You just There's things you don't do in public. You know what I mean? Like, who does this shit? And and as far as, like, the player goes, too, like, you know, he's just as much in the wrong as Tony Khan. You know, I understand if there if there's things that are bugging you, but, you, you know, you got to talk to management about that. Um, I, I guess things maybe reached to a point where, like, I guess this guy just felt that he has no other way to, to get his message across than the public could call someone out. And if that's the case, then, I mean, I kind of see that. Uh, I know in the past, if I've complained about a company or his uh, company's done me wrong on certain things. I've definitely have called them out on it, but I've only done that as a last resort. Most notably, um, like mega bus and Luxor in Vegas. I've recently had spats with back in uh, February and I've got those squashed. Um, I had repeatedly contacted both of those companies and they didn't do anything. So I took to Twitter and Instagram about it and immediately they got back to me and, and they squashed it and I took the posts down. Um, you know, but they they didn't they didn't argue back with me either. They just said, "Hey, contact us. Let's talk about this." And you know that's what we did. We went from there. Uh, it's just it's just funny to me when I see something like that. It really is. I mean, like, I I don't know. I guess maybe they're just taking cues from <laughs> from our president Donald Trump. Right? He does that shit all the time. So I guess if the, if the president does it, then everyone else can do it. And that's just that's. <sighs> If if that's the way people are thinking and wanting to go about things, and uh, I'm not looking forward to the future, man. I'm not looking forward to right now. Uh, it's just some things you just don't do, and you know, I'm 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 that kind of way too. Like even if I get into an argument with somebody, like on Twitter, like it's gonna take a lot to really push me to the edge of like just straight up like attacking back at somebody. I'll debate with somebody to a point. If I feel like the debate has just gone nowhere, like I'll just completely just stop, you know, stop responding completely. Um, unless I'm in a completely, really just foul mood, uh, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to fight with somebody on Twitter. And I think a lot of these guys in our management and corporate world and all that kind of stuff, they they, they definitely follow suit on that. And especially, I, I don't want to get into politics. There's a lot of politicians out there. Uh, our president included, that need to shut the fuck up a lot of times. Just do things. You don't even have to say anything. Just, just If you got to get something done, just do it. But just don't say anything. You don't have to. If you open your mouth, you just fucking make things worse. You know what I mean? You know how much shit probably went down 
over the course of of this nation's history that that didn't end up being a public public debate or public rhetoric and nobody knew the wiser nobody give a fuck anyway i just think that's kind of funny um now the next topic i want to talk about actually came out today and i'm going to read this this is uh i'm reading this from pwinsider.com from mike johnson uh this is what he wrote During a meeting with the Orange County Board of County Commissioners today, someone claiming to be an anonymous WWE employee submitted a public comment that he and others are being, quote, forced to work, end quote, WWE's Performance Center TV tapings, claiming that they are forced to touch each other while working, and it feels as if he speaks to his superiors, he'll be fired. John Alba of Spectrum Sports 360 tweeted the following video from the meeting, uh, obviously I can't show the video on a podcast, but anyway, it says, you know, it's a video of showing the public being read, uh, or the, the record. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, the WWE employee named quote, John and quote, uh, submitted public comment saying they're being quote, forced to work and quote TV tapings, despite stay at home orders says he's not able to speak out and he feels he'd be fired. If he approaches his higher ups. John says, despite sanitary precautions, they can't maintain social distancing at WWE tapings and they have to touch their others. Their others. Wow. That's kind of weird way to put it. They request, and these are tweets from John Alba, by the way, that I'm reading. Uh, They've requested the government shut down the tapings so everyone can follow social distancing rules without fear of losing their jobs. And the last tweet from John Alba says, uh, as we covered last week, WWE had initially ruled has been ruled a non-essential business in Orange County, and the Orange County Sheriff had been called several times a performance center. Then, on April 9th, executive order by Governor DeSantis uh, included it as an essential business, and that's the that's a quote there from uh, John Alba's Twitter. Uh, PW Insider posted that WWE responded to those accusations. Um, WWE issued out the following statement, quote, these accusations aren't true. Employees know they can confidentially go to human resources, not the public, notwithstanding the appropriate protocol. No one would be fired if they were uncomfortable with their surroundings. We've made accommodations for individuals upon request, end quote. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people's response to this, and it's to me, it's it's bullshit the way a lot of people are trying to spin this. People are trying to uh, say, you know, they're mocking WWE statements saying, oh, we made accommodations. Yeah, they've made accommodations, motherfuckers. They have. Oh, you know, one person got coronavirus. Okay. After their tapings, it happened after their fucking tapings last month. And that person was a fucking moron decided not okay so 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 this this employee supposedly employee right is complaining about being forced no one's forcing you to be forced to touch each other no social distancing all that crap right well what about the fucking moron on-air talent fucking moron last month after the tapings decided to group up with people to have dinner and those people were in the medical profession so one fucking moron decided to go against the fucking uh sorry for my language here social distancing right they went against social distancing 
they had a, a multi multi group multi person group of 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 people for dinner and they, those people they met up with people that work in the freaking medical uh field assumption of the risk ladies and gentlemen assumption of the risk on two counts you know damn well that you're not supposed to be in a group of people and second they come from the medical facilities. I'm not saying that every single person that works in that line of work, you know, is going to be, you know, tested positive for coronavirus. But I mean, come on, man. Compared to anyone else, you have a higher risk of, you know, getting it yourself if you hang out with, with medical staff, right? Or am I, am I not getting something here? I just, I don't get it. And, and the thing pisses me off too. No one's forcing you to fucking do anything. People are using this word force around it. A couple of weeks ago, I had a, a, a debate with some dude on Twitter. And he was like, WWE's forcing their guys. And I was like, no, they're not. And he goes, how can you say they're not? And I said, because uh, Roman Reigns didn't want to work it. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, no one's going to you know fire Roman Reigns. Okay, so we're moving the goalpost now. Roman Reigns didn't want to work it. There's a lot of rumors as to the reason why. He even squashed one of the rumors saying that nobody knows why. He didn't want to work it. They said no problem. Okay. So who's forcing who? No one's forcing anybody. No one is forcing anybody to go to the fucking performance center to fucking work. Oh, well, you know, they're forcing them because uh, in their minds, you know, if they they don't work, they're not going to get their spot. They're not going to get pushed. Well, that's not forcing they may be influencing, they may be pressuring to a degree. You know, that may be, uh, you know, a fine line of coercion, but that's not forcing anybody. Somebody needs to pick up a fucking dictionary. Throwing these, everybody, society's fucking redefining things now, right? Don't even get me started on, on a lot of other things people define. Uh, other several words that I fucking see thrown, being thrown around. You know what I mean? Like, I see people throwing around gatekeeper a lot, or gatekeeping, and they're just completely using the word wrong. There's other words, too. I don't want to get into it. I just don't want to get into that kind of uh, of conversation or debate or, or you know, statements or anything like that. But I just think it's it's bullshit. I, I, don't, I don't believe... That uh, somebody really put something out there. I think somebody's fucking around with the county commissioners. I think it's somebody's somebody's having some fun with the media with this one. Somebody's having some fun. But then again, I mean, WWE did feel that they had to respond to it. So, yeah, on one hand, you got this. On the other hand, you got that. So, who knows, right? Who knows? All right, moving along. Fans being hypocritical about WWE laying off workers. Now, before I even start on this, I just want to say, I got to get it out there, and I really feel this. Hey, maybe people are probably not going to believe me on this, but I, you know, it sucks. People got released last week, and it sucks. It fucking sucks. Okay, it really does. I don't want to see anybody out of a job. I really don't. But. People are acting like WWE is the first and only company that's releasing people during this time. You know what I mean? What about Disney? 
like they just furloughed thousands of people. The the day that they issued out the stay at home orders and all that stuff, Regal Cinema closed their doors, and they fired just about every single employee that they had through an email. Not even not even not even a phone call, not even a letter in the mail. An email, a text message. I saw several people that I know that work at Regal Cinema across the country complaining about that that night. That's not right. WWE released a a long list of people last week. Wrestlers, referees, members of the announce team, employees at headquarters. Guys like Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater. I mean, it's been a week. I don't need to run down the entire list. It sucks. Some of the biggest surprises that that they of people that they released, Mike Chioda, surprised the hell out of me. Zack Ryder su- surprised me. Rusev surprised me a little bit. Um, Anderson and Gallows really surprised me. I wasn't necessarily surprised by um, like Primo and Epico, uh, No Way Jose to a degree. You know what I mean? Like some of those kind of guys. Every year around this time, WWE does a little bit of spring cleaning. They just amped up on steroids because of the coronavirus. But there's other companies out there that have been doing the same thing. Regal, Disney, Boeing. My girlfriend got uh, furloughed at the casino. It happens, man. It sucks. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that just goes down because of what's happening around the world. And that, and that's just here in the States. Just imagine like other countries. I mean, some of these people probably lost their jobs, you know, overseas and, and elsewhere. No one's bitching and complaining about that. No, because, you know, it's a popular thing to fucking bash Vince McMahon and WWE. And I know, I know, they put out that statement that they got, you know, cash reserves, all that kind of stuff. They didn't have to release people. But they did. Do I think that they should have released all these people? Probably not. But they did. Um, Is it going to hurt their bottom line? I mean, it will hurt it. Is it going to cripple the company? No. It'll hurt it. It'll, It'll make an impact. They'll feel it. They will feel it. I'll say that. There's no live events. There's no ticket sales. There's no gates. Unfortunately, when it comes to that, how are you gonna how are you gonna stop the blood from gushing? You have to get rid of people that are not worth the money at the time. Might have been a bad choice of words right there on my part, but you get what I'm saying, right? I know that's going to, there's somebody out there's going to be like, oh, dude, that sounded fucking cold-blooded. I didn't mean for it to. That's just, that's just the way it came out. You get the idea of what I'm talking about, though. It sucks, though, man. It sucks that a lot of these people don't have their jobs right now. Um, I, I know I know some of them will get picked back up in the summertime. Some may not, some some will. This this was a mix of you know being able to uh, save 
some some finances and it's also let's not lie here this was probably a very big blessing in disguise for uh for some of the people that uh, a, a blessing and surprise some God, I can't even fucking say what I want to say right now it's a blessing in disguise for the company to get rid of some of these people that they may have wanted to get rid of for a while. It's also a time that a lot of companies aren't going to be hiring at this time too. So they feel like they can get rid of some of these people and not have to worry about them going out elsewhere. They still got the 90 day compete clause, which I do think that's bullshit as well. In a pandemic, you're releasing these people. You got the 90 day, no compete clause. However, if they're getting paid for those 90 days, which I think, you know, might defeat the purpose of releasing them. But if there's any kind of compensation, there should be a little bit of compensation. If they have some kind of a parachute package, uh, I think that'd be good if a severance package for, you know, ending their, the con- see, that's the thing. I've never, I've never seen a WWE contract, never read a WWE contract. I'm not going to assume in like, you know, like a 90% of the internet wrestling community. Oh, I know exactly the inner workings. Cause I'm a fly in the wall during the, there are these contract signings and negotiations. I don't play that. Unless, unless like the source itself tells me what went down or I'm there to witness it, I don't know shit and neither do you. So stop playing. And I'm just going to end it right there. It sucks, man. It it does. I just, it, it pisses me off a little bit that a lot of fans are being hypocritical about this. This is just something that happens. It's business. Okay. It's business. You have to look at the investors. Uh, you have to look at the finances and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, if, I'll tell you this, if the fans were in charge of the finances and stocks and all that kind of stuff, the stocks would have plummeted last week. Instead, the stocks rose. And I I have stock in WWE. I own I own some stock in WWE. I keep an eye on that every day. Stock went up. So investors were happy about that decision. And uh, if the company wants to survive, it has to keep the investors, while it's a publicly traded company, it has to keep the investors happy. Otherwise, things will hit the fan. And speaking of happy, my final topic here. I'll tell you who's not happy. TMZ is reporting that Oliver Luck, who was the commissioner of the now defunct XFL, has sued Vince McMahon for wrongful termination when the league folded last week. Luck states that he was sent a letter of termination on April 9th, which he said was full of untruths. He's claiming that he fulfilled his duties and was wrongfully terminated, wants to be paid for the remainder of his contract. Details of the claim have not been released at this time. Of course, details of the contract have not also been released either, so who knows what the language in that contract says. Like I was just mentioning, we we don't know. Um, It sucks that the XFL didn't get a fair shake this time. And it wasn't because of uh, media or distribution or anything like that. It was because of the damn coronavirus. Uh, the second time XFL has come around, this time it didn't even last a season. And it, it had to fold. I think Vince McMahon's going to finally cut his loss completely on that. I, I think the XFL is done. And in, in, in the rest of his lifetime, I don't think he's going to do it. Um, I think the XFL is, 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 is done. It really is. I wonder if I can still get an XFL football or a Wildcats hat or a shirt just as a memento. 
I really liked this version of the XFL. I thought it was very good. It was a lot better than the first run. As far as the uh, the wrongful termination, I can't really give an opinion about that because I don't know what the language of the contract says if it was wrongful or not. But it is very interesting and it's big news that Oliver Luck is going to be suing Vince McMahon for this. So I guess the only thing we can do is keep our eye on it, see what uh, unfolds from from this situation and see where it goes. I know there's a... Uh, I think it was a class action lawsuit against Vince right now too, right? As far as like the the shareholders and misinformation and SEC filings. Them saying that, you know, that they weren't part of the XFL. There's a lot of a lot of confusion on that. Um where the courts are gonna have to look at things, they're gonna have to the the judges and the courts are gonna have to be able to read the language in that interpret how it how it is and come up with a definition on what it means the only thing we can do is speculate the only thing we can do is give our opinions on it and uh like i said man just gotta wait to see how it unfolds yep all right well that about does it that's all i got to say uh this week on uh i shouldn't say this week because it's been a while since it's all blown up i do uh ring Rings, I can't, I can't even speak today. Jesus Christ. And I don't like to, you know, redo tapings. I hit record, I go. I try to do as live to tape as much as possible. But anyway, um, if you haven't checked out Ring Scoops Retro yet, go ahead and check that out, ladies and gentlemen. That's right here on the Ring Scoops podcasts. What I do is I take an old wrestling match uh, before 2010, and if it's under 30 minutes in duration, and I do like a little watch-along. I explain, you know, where I'm watching it so you guys can watch it there too. I say where the timestamp on the video is. I do a countdown, and we watch it together. If if you're listening to the podcast and you're watching it at the same time, then we can watch it together. I give my thoughts on on, on the match. I do commentary. Sometimes I throw some play-by-play in there. Uh, anything that comes to my mind about, you know, if memories resurface from that time, uh, you know, that the match was going on and whatnot, I talk about that. It's just, it's like very casual, down to earth, like, hey, let's watch a match together kind of thing, right? And uh, it's it's become a, a pretty decent hit. I've got a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people that listen to it saying that they really enjoy the show. They enjoy the new direction of ring scoops retro instead of me just taking a whole event and talking about it for 15 minutes and just reviewing it giving my thoughts that they like this format a lot better where i take a single match and just kind of just hit play and give my thoughts on it and even some of the play-by-play that i do with it too people have, have told me they really like that so yeah if you haven't checked that out yet go ahead and check it out ring scoops retro it's right here on the same podcast feed as all blown up uh, just trying to diversify my portfolio a little bit. So we got all blown up that I just talked about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to give my thoughts on it as well. So we got news and opinion and then ring scoops retro. is just a good old fun time reminiscing about, uh, the old days of professional wrestling while watching a match, have some snacks, a little something to drink, and we just have a little party. So if you want to get feedback on this show or other shows here on ringscoops.com, my email address is ringscoops at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram with the username at ringscoops. And then on Facebook, 
Facebook.com slash ringscoops as well, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash ringscoops. We are retiring some designs and coming up with some new designs. So keep an eye out for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of the designs that I have right now that's pending, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's a, it's a mix between wrestling and Star Wars a little bit. It's a little play on words with certain things. I think you'll like it. Hopefully it gets approved. Um, you know, Keep an eye out on my Twitter account. Find out if it's approved or not. And you know what that means when we have new merchandise, new photo shoots, which means I'm going to be on the lookout for some models to model off the new merchandise. So if you know somebody that's uh, into modeling, male or female, uh, doesn't matter to me. As long as there's going to be somebody that wants to model off the merchandise, they get a free T-shirt out of it, and we get some photos for advertising purposes. Let me know. Ringscoops at gmail.com. All right, we good? All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm that Ring Scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool.